Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And say hello again to our producer, Brendan Thomas. Brendan, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Bob. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, but I don't know if I'm doing quite as well as you and your <laughs> lovely wife tell our audience that's, all about it, that's Brendan. That's right. Uh, we found out the Saturday before Christmas uh, that my wife was pregnant. We were very, very overjoyed and happy about the that. The Saturday so. before, and uh, doesn't Santa know to stuff those stockings on Christmas Eve? He was a little early, wasn't <laughs> a he? A little bit, a little bit. Funny story. So I was doing laundry and then I get a call on my phone in my pocket. I pick it up and I say, hello. Hey, Brendan, you need to get over here right now. Drop every load of laundry right now and just get over here right now. I'm like, oh, okay. So I run over there and she starts crying. I'm like, oh no, it, it wasn't going. And she goes, no, look. And there was lines on there because we got those kind of pregnancy tests. And then she goes, but I don't truly believe it. Brendan, can you go to the store and go get the digital ones? I believe. Them. Oh boy. <laughs> so I had to go to the store and go pick up those ones. And Did you finally go to a doctor and just get it confirmed completely? <laughs> Not yet. Not uh, yet. Our first our first appointment will be in about 16 days from now. So uh, of this recording, uh, when we're recording this and doing the live show. Okay. Well, so, now you realize that if you and your wife had been wearing your masks, this wouldn't have happened to you. <laughs> no, we're, we're very happy about this <laughs> whole situation. <laughs> no, as one who's a proud parent and grandparent, congratulations. There's nothing more awesome. Thank you. Now, Thank are you going to be a couple that finds out ahead of time the sex of the child? Or are you going to wait and be surprised? Uh, well, that's the thing we are still debating about. Uh, because uh, on the one hand, early on in our relationship, we were kind of like, ah, we don't care. But then we're like, well, we do like the surprises and the party with other people and actually socializing with other people, mind you, too, on top of that. So uh, we're still debating on that whole situation. More than likely, we are going to do like a gender reveal party, I think. And it, it'll be a lot of fun for sure. And uh, I can't wait. Well, to at least that way the they know what kinds of gifts to Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it should be a lot of fun. We also have a recording of us telling our parents on Christmas Day. It was amazing. So oh, that's great. Yeah, it's nice that we're in such a digital age because those of us that are baby boomers, we've got a few snapshots here and there. But it's like we used to have people take their little two-year-olds to Disneyland, and we're thinking the two-year-old doesn't know they're at Disneyland. This is for the parents. But the thing is, they're now going ahead and putting it on video, and someday as an older child, that person is going to look back and say, hey, that's me at Disneyland. And look, I'm smiling at Mickey. Yeah, that happened to me too when I was a baby. I was three years old and I can remember certain parts of Disneyland, but my mom took Polaroid pictures of me with all the characters and stuff. And and that's all the memories she can have of those things. And it's really once in a lifetime opportunity for those kind of things. Boy, those were the days. We used to have so many different devices, cameras, movie cameras, movie screens, movie projectors, television sets, television phones, radio typewriters now it's all one device it's called your oh, iphone yeah i can't wait to tell my kid back when i was your age that that moment <laughs> will come up. yeah it's gonna be back when i was your age we didn't travel to the moon and watch holograms for movies we stayed right here on earth on a flat screen tv i used to have to walk to school <laughs> yes yes 90 miles uphill both ways in thick thick snow when really it was just flat ground and it was just straight ahead yeah. well anyway 
congratulations, my friend. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Thank you, thank you. So I wanted to go in back to my topic I made back in November. Uh, we were talking about Kyrie Irving and Kanye West. When why don't you Thomas refresh and... our audience? Because sure. with Christmas time, I know a, a lot. Has I was very engaged in that conversation, but it has not been much on my right. mind either. So let, let's leapfrog a little bit and bring us back and set it up for us again. Right. So Kanye West started off by being very, very upset that Adidas would not sign him. And there's a reason why I connected Kyrie Irving and Kanye West. Those two are correlated in this story, and I was going to eventually get to that point. But Kanye West was very upset that Adidas was not going to sign his shoe line there. So he made a bunch of anti-Semitic comments, thinking that... Uh, thinking that the owners of the shoe company must be Jewish if cor- they're rich? Correct. Or, or yeah. did he know for a fact that they no, were Jewish? No, he was just blurting it out, thinking... Yeah, everybody knows if you're rich, you're Jewish. Exactly. But Ladies and gentlemen, as somebody who is Jewish, would that that were true. <laughs> so going on, Kyrie Irving then started making certain comments following through. One in particular was actually retweeting an anti-Semitic film and putting it on his Twitter without any other post about it, just the trailer itself. And then if I recall, when he got flack, he tried to walk it back a little bit, Exactly, by saying, I didn't make the film. Why are you coming at me for it? Well, and why did he post the film? Exactly. So I wanted to continue on with that story. NBA eventually was going to be pushed to punish Kyrie Irving for A, not apologizing for this whole situation and even retweeting that anti-Semitic film. So NBA and Kyrie Irving both donated $500,000 each to Jewish charities. However, anti-defamation leagues refused the donations from both parties, saying that they're not going to accept it at all. So that followed through on the original head coach of the year for the Brooklyn Nets, which Kyrie Irving signed to. He got fired. His name is Steve Nash. And now they have a different coach, which record wise, and I would say also the fact that Kyrie Irving hasn't been in the news as of late, I think this new coach has actually done a better job of controlling his players and controlling all the things that are going on in that organization a little bit better than the original one. Continuing on, the Nets organization and NBA both agreed that he would only get a five game suspension. That was eventually increased to just eight games. Kyrie Irving then, that was when Kyrie Irving finally issued an an apology on Instagram after he got suspended, mind you. So it wasn't before he was going to keep his comments to himself, I bet. But as soon as he heard, wait, I'm going to get suspended for how many games? Okay, now I'm going to release an apology line. So here's what he said in this apology. To all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected from my post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain and I apologize. I initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful remarks made in the documentary. I want to clarify any confusion on where I stand fighting against anti-Semitism by apologizing for posting the documentary without context and a factual explanation outlining the specific beliefs in the documentary I agreed with and disagreed with, and I had no intentions to disrespect any Jewish cultural history regarding the Holocaust or perpetuate any hate. I am learning from this unfortunate event and hope we can find understanding between us all. I am no different than any other human being. I am a seeker of truth and knowledge and I know who I am is what he said there so this is kind of interesting because there's an NBA player by the name of Myers Leonard who back in 2021 used an anti-semitic slur live on his video game live stream that he does online occasionally and he actually said an anti-semitic slur what has happened to him he's gone from the NBA he's completely banned 
But Kyrie Irving continues to get paid, first off, and he continues to play in the NBA to this day. I find that kind of interesting. And also Myers Leonard also apologized the next day after uh, that video leaked of him saying that anti-Semitic slur, saying that he had no idea what that word meant, even though when I heard... <laughs> I know... I know. I uh, I list. I listened to his. You know, an apology goes a long way with me. I believe in forgiveness, but yeah. it's got to be an apology that really smells like it's genuine. Exactly. And to be fair, when I went to go listen to that live stream, I was like, I don't know what they're talking about with an anti-Semitic slur. And the video ended. I was like, What anti-Semitic slur are you talking about? And then I had to look it up. I'm like, Oh, that's what the is word. It, was. I don't, well, I don't know. If, I don't want you to say it on the air, no, but is it one not. we've at all recognized? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would think so. I think yeah. I know what it is, yeah. but I won't. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So later on, the Nets were actually looking to hire a new coach by the name of Ime Udaka. Udaka. I hope I'm saying that right. Who was just fired earlier this season because he was having a sexual relationship with a person in the higher up offices of another NBA organization where he was the head coach of. Boy, has sports just turned into one gigantic soap opera? I or know. What? Or, or I was going to say one giant episode of Jerry Spreer, and I don't even <laughs> yeah, want to watch it that's anymore. That's a much better analogy. Just, it's much trash better. TV at this point. I just yeah, want to turn it off. as the stomach turns. Yeah. So here's some uh, players that actually have come to the defense of Kyrie Irving during this situation. NFL player Cole Beasley tweeted, People should always have the ability to say what they want. You don't have to listen to them and everything they say might not be true. Stop being so sensitive is what he said in his tweet. Well, now what's frustrating is I believe in freedom of speech, but there's so many things that the woke culture will cancel you on today that are not politically correct. But then when somebody makes some racial slur against the Jews, it's like, oh, well, gee, we believe in freedom. Maybe it wasn't too good. Maybe I wasn't thinking, but we believe in freedom of speech. People are trying to have it both ways. I know. Again, there's certain limitations, again, with freedom of speech. Again, the ruling in the Supreme Court is you can't say fire in a movie theater or something like that. That, That's what the limitations is said in the Supreme Court. But it can go beyond that. Saying racial slurs, for example. Well, yeah, and I don't believe in racial slurs, but then you get into the question of what constitutes a racial slur. If somebody doesn't believe in same-sex marriage now, they're called racist because they claim that gay people are analogous to a race. So we've got to be really careful. I believe that the best way to combat filthy racist speech is to let the rest of us have enough free speech to speak out against it and condemn it. That's the way we do it. We don't censor freedom of speech, but that's somewhat separate from whether these guys were giving real apologies or apologies of convenience. Which do you think? they were well for me personally when it comes to freedom of speech my fence borderline for everything that said keeps moving further and further back sometimes like okay i'll give this one a pass but i won't give this one a pass it's quite interesting like uh there was a rapper a female rapper azalea banks she continuously made racial slurs about middle eastern people and obviously i was like man i don't like this at all we should take her off but then there's actually people defending her saying she has the right to say these even though it's a terrible thing to say so i'm like well then where's our boundary line well, but, here but it's then so they've got to defend everybody then exactly it depends on whether they're being hurt now even this fire in a crowded room i know that's always the analogy that's the analogy i've been asked before when i've been defending free speech and it's an expected question do you believe it's okay to shout fire in a crowded room my answer is it depends on whether or not there's really a A fire fire. in the room (laughs) yes yes so in other words if we're really physically harming or contributing to physically harming somebody that's it but even then you got to be careful somebody can't say oh i heard this speech and it inspired me 
to go out and kill somebody because the person giving the speech probably wasn't telling you to kill somebody. Right. Uh, let me move on to uh, very quickly. His teammate, Kevin Durant, also defended him by stating, I ain't here to judge nobody or talk down on nobody for how they feel, their view or anything. I just didn't like anything that went on. I feel like it was all unnecessary. I felt like we could have just kept playing basketball and kept quiet as an organization. I just don't like none of it. Which, to me, you're like saying, okay, well, why don't we all be a happy-go-lucky person and just play basketball and forget about the whole situation, which is impossible. But there's no consistency, because if somebody uses the N-word, they're out of there. Yes. If they use the K-word for a Jewish person, which is what I'm suspecting the word was. Yes, that's what it was. then, Then they're not out of there. Look, I believe we need to just defend freedom of speech but I find racism disgusting. And whereas I'll defend the right for people to say what they want, I'll defend my right to get up and condemn it. You fight bad speech with good speech. You right. fight lying speech with truthful speech. Right. Uh, last thing I will say, too, is Kyrie Irving is actually the vice president of the NBA Players Union, which is a hu- oh which might God. be a huge consideration on why he didn't get suspended for a longer period of time or even just got kicked out of the NBA in general because he's the vice president of their union. So, you know, I'm on the radio and I'm always telling my audience I don't really follow sports, but it's become so merged with politics that because politics is something my show has always done. Look again, folks. Now I do follow sports. Yeah. Kicking and screaming, maybe, but I'm following it. Listen, to me as a person, I'm not just saying as an athlete, but as a person, you have the right to speak out about all things that you are against if you want to, honestly. If an NFL player comes out and says, I'm against abortions. I think that's okay with me, honestly. I think they have the right to even speak it out. And it's a shame that fans are very upset by saying, oh, just play football. Oh, just play basketball. Because I think these guys are people at heart. These guys are human beings just like you and I, and they should have the freedom to say whatever they I, need to. I agree. And, I, and when we talk about singers and people in Hollywood, it's very similar. Do they have a right to speak out on issues? Yes. Sure. I just wish once in a while they knew what they were talking about <laughs> exactly. when they did it. But they, I'm not going to tell Streisand or somebody like that that they don't have a right to speak. No, of course not. And I don't appreciate those people who say, no, they should just keep playing yada yada. But just, we, we've got to be consistent. If you're exactly. really, truly inciting people to violence and commanding violence and inspiring violence and that's your motive it's a little bit different but even that gets very difficult we have to almost become like the thought police to try to read their minds and say what was their motive mm-hmm. so we, we've got to be really really careful there we're walking on really thin ice right with this. right so the reason why I connected the Kanye West to Kyrie Irving is that Kyrie Irving's a huge fan of Kanye West, and he actually is signed with a deal of a sneaker deal with Kanye West. So which affected his Kanye West's money might kind of affect Kyrie Irving's money. And I think yeah, I remember you talked about like, both of them last time, and you did connect them, but I think yeah. you're clarifying a little more yeah, why you exactly, connected them. Yeah. And Kanye West made one more comment too, just recently too. Oh, which I I just can't I'm wait. Baffled. Oh, you're not going to like this at all. Well, I'm he went not on expecting to. Uh, to. Pray tell, what was it? Yeah, he went on to a show where he said that Hitler wasn't that bad of a guy. And oh, I was like, oh gosh. You know, he is the worst human being ever in world history. He is the, the guy literally took, and the Jews weren't the only people he murdered. No, but if we just wanted also, to count he, the Jews, six million, some estimate seven million, and they were systematically murdered. They were, I hate to say this over the air, there were babies that were thrown alive into ovens. Right. These people were pigs. Yes. Still, if the guy wants to get 
get up and make an idiotic comment about Hitler, what am I going to do? I'm going to call him an idiot on the air. You're an yeah. idiot, okay? And, and is this going to really... But I'm not going to try to pass laws against what kind of speech people can have. Okay, so so you're saying, in other words, w- was he all right to be banned from Twitter for continuously making those anti-Semitic comments then, for sure? Or do you think he still had that? When you're talking about Twitter and Facebook and things that are run by a private entity, that's not the same as what the government and the U.S. Constitution allows you to do. What you have to have is consistency. Okay. Now, if the president of Twitter or the president of Facebook says, these are our standards, but then they're claiming that the conservatives are violating them and not the liberals or vice versa, Mm -hmm. and they're not dealing with the penalties of people violating the standards even-handedly, then it's a problem. It depends on what their standard is. For myself, I would just rather have a platform where people can just say anything, but boy, if somebody said something that was really lame or inflammatory, I would just invite everybody in the world to come and give their two cents and label it what it is. Right, right. I just find it interesting how Elon Musk has sort of a similar take on me where that boundary line is getting blurry and he's pushing the boundaries possibly or then coming in. Well, he felt that the last president of Twitter was going after the conservatives and giving the liberals a free pass. And he's trying to go back the other way a little bit and make it more even hand. My understanding is that Elon Musk isn't even a conservative, although he may be becoming one as he's looking at how the liberals are running our country. Yeah, yeah. But he hasn't been. And I I bet like if he he was running Twitter at the time where President Trump was getting suspended, that that would have never happened in the first place. I bet Trump would have still had I don't think Twitter account. Yeah, and, and of course been... they suspended Trump, but then they have some of these actual terrorists that are... Yeah, or uh, Nazi groups on top yeah, of that. Self-proclaimed. So yeah, self-proclaimed. Yeah, and it's because they're... they have so minuscule of followers compared right. to all these other big yeah. I- I- mainstream stars. And you know, you know what, Brendan? That leads me to a very important caveat, because if somebody's claiming to be a Nazi or they're claiming to be a communist. Mm -hmm. They are claiming an ideology that does not believe in our constitution. So they turn around and they claim First Amendment freedoms so that they can spread a movement which, if it ever came into power, would get rid of our constitution. So that's an important caveat there. I think that starts falling under the category of it's not just about speech, it's about causing harm. You can't use the constitution to protect an organization that exists to overthrow the constitution. Marxists do not believe right in our constitution right and they're running washington Co- right communists now do not Co- do support not believe. the constitution and the nazis the nazis and the communists are very similar in terms of redistribution of wealth right. they're socialists nazi stands for socialist party right. the difference was it, it was more about nationalism whereas with the communists it was more global right. but it was really the same serial in a different box just one global one local i gotcha well, we have run out of time tonight. Bob. Oh, well, it's always fun. Thank you for the moment. Well, my friend, congratulations again. Thank and you. please extend my congratulations to your wife. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob. <laughs>